This week's episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Geek Fuel. Go to geekfuel.com slash laser time to sign up for a box of geeky goodies sent to you directly. And if you sign up through geekfuel.com slash laser time, you will get an exclusive Star Wars item worth $20 added to your first box. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons where we have celibacy thrust upon us. I am your host Bob Mackey and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's Simpsons Companion Podcast. Indeed it is. Uh, who else is here today? Uh, Christopher Antista. Uh, Henry Gilbert. I chose celibacy. <laughs> <laughs> Special guest. Diana Goodman. Diana Goodman, the host of 302010. Uh, co-host. Great yes. new podcast on this Person. network. Yes, and if you like the next segment, you might like that show too. Yeah. Check it out. Woo. A look at pop culture history 30 years ago, 10 years ago, and 20 years ago. Why did I do it out of order? Yeah. <laughs> so this episode today for this episode is uh, Principal Charming, uh, second season episode which aired on February 14th, 1990. And of course, this episode is about Principal Skinner and Patty's uh, failed romance. Mm. A love story for Valentine's Day. Exactly, it aired on Valentine's Day. Aww, that's and sad. Yes, it is very sad. <laughs> they broke up on Valentine's Day? So Chris, what happened on, on Valentine's Day of 1991? Oh boy, Bobby. <gasps> oh my god. Bobby, you wouldn't believe it. Oh. Um... <laughs> Lots of new music news. Uh, Gary Shandling hosts the 33 annual Grammy Awards, where Mariah Carey is awarded the Best New Artist. No, BET no. and MTV fight over the exclusivity of MC Hammer's new video, Here Comes the Hammer. And female rappers Queen Latifah, MC Light, MC Trouble, MC Smooth, Yo-Yo, Nefertiti, Miss Melody, MC, and Nikki D perform a concert for Black History Month. What happened to all the MCs? I don't, I don't hear about amazing. it this many anymore. I, I think that Gary Shandling Grammys is the one where <laughs> oh my God. Frank Sinatra won his um, <laughs> oh. his Lifetime Achievement Award, and then they cut him off. And because yes, I remember I Gary right. Shandling apologized for that, though. Then Sinatra That's later fair. said, "Like I was a rambling old man. Like they, I was waiting for someone to cut me off. I had nothing to say." <laughs> really, self awareness from Frank Sinatra? That is strange to hear. It was one of those like weird bouts of self awareness. A moment of clarity. That, it was like. Anyway, baby, let's get back to uh, Principal Vegas, Charming, baby. and I love that Diana is here to talk about this one because this one is like we'll get it's a more to it. Feminine yeah. episode, well, it but is, filled for with sure. filled with almost needless classical movie very, references, very wall needless. to wall. It really is. Yeah. In this episode, I want to say at first is written by David Stern, who's the brother of Daniel Stern, uh, really? Home Alone's Daniel Stern, okay. and uh, he focused on episode the time of my life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, the Wonder Years, <laughs> and uh, he basically does the best uh, episodes of The Simpsons about female characters. Mm. Like he he gave. Patty and Selma, a humanity you would not see a lot more he in this show. He did the Jub Jub episode. He did the Jub Jub one yeah. too. That was kind of a sequel to this. Is this is it the first focus on Patty and Selma? It's it's the first yeah. episode about secondary characters. The Simpsons mm. are kind of shoved huh. aside, but they're wow. I think they're kind of seamlessly woven into this episode. And I feel like like at this point, I think this is the most mechanically perfect episode. Like every scene has a purpose. Everything they're doing is justified. Nothing is is for granted. Like and there's so much happening in this episode. It all just happens so seamlessly. It, um, it does seem to be like it feels like the animation was of kind of last season 
compared to some of the other episodes. Yeah, but, I, but they, I said they take a lot. It's more interesting. It takes a lot more risk. I think mm-hmm. uh, the, Mark Kirkland is the director on this one. Mm-hmm. I think he is one one of the more safer directors, and I He's feel like also the, directed the most episodes. That ever too, of a yeah. Person, yeah. And we for this recording session to spoil things, we did watch some by like Rich Moore, mm-hmm. who's awesome, and Wes Archer, who's also really awesome. So that's hard to compare his work. Kirk, to them. Yeah, the, the Kirkland is like I guess he's the quiet one of the Fab Four, or whatever that he he just kind of works in the background and delivers his stuff on time, but he's not as interesting as say a Jim Reardon or, oh, yeah, uh, or sure. a David Silverman. But I will not, I would not disparage his work. He does great stuff. Certainly not. Yeah. No, the episode begins with. A homer waking up and hearing about all you can eat barbecue, which I can go for <laughs> well, right I, now. Man. I haven't had the opportunity to partake in in years. I and I, do, do you remember those signs you'd see in the south of like yes. Ace Barbecued, yes. A-Y-C-E? And, oh, I, it's something I didn't even realize I'd lost. And like this episode made me want it back all over again. I wanted to feel as fat as Homer. So Smart, honey. I've got five words to say to you. Greasy Joe's Bottomless Barbecue. Bit. Mm-hmm. Remember, you promised you'd try to limit pork to six servings a week. Arch, I'm only human. Now look, here's what we're gonna do. We'll unload the kids on Patty and Selma Saturday night, and then we'll eat until they kick us out of the place, just like old times. Uh-huh. Mm, Saturday night? Well, I'm not even sure my sisters will be available. I'll take that, but <laughs> I. So oh, you I, know what that is gonna mean, though, is Marge is gonna be sitting there for. Hours yeah. watching Homer <laughs> eat. Well, that I like that he says, just like old times, to say when they dated in like his early twenties. Like, yeah, it's what we did. Like five nights a week, I'd shut down and all you can eat play. Yeah, I think in, this, in the next couple episodes, there's a lot of glimmers into how much Marge's life sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I miss. I also do miss Homer's wake up squiggly hair. Like, I feel like it feels like a very oh, season yeah. two thing. And they though. drew like little beard stubble on his beard stubble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's little touches that they kind of of lose over time yeah. yeah those little details and then when so then marge calls uh patty and selma and we get to see them oh, on wait, the job on. there was one thing i missed there he gets excited about barbecue from talking to barney who's obviously just maxed out on barbecue in the morning and they establish it as 8 a.m yeah did he just like binge and then fall asleep and that's the first thing they did when he woke up I like so. i almost yeah. feel like he just got home oh wow man <laughs> so, must be 24 uh, hours and so all he you went can on eat. a bit so he eats the all you can eat then goes on like a bender the rest of the ah, that makes sense yeah home. yeah We're learning more about barney's life in this episode I, feel, wow. I learned a lot about barney at the end that i've forgotten this fact of his life that he says later but we'll get to that before we go to the dmv though again i'll point this out again i said it before like this episode is so well written they they justify patty and selma coming to the house like yeah. but in any other episode they just be there but they have to set up all of this work but there are jokes in there there's funny things happening there's story beats but they're they're also justifying these story choices which i think is they're cool. taking steps to get there yeah exactly instead of just yeah, they're here because Patty and Selma are here. Duh. Let's yeah. just hurry this up. They feel like they need a reason. So, yeah, that's why I like the writing in this episode a lot. So they are at the DMV. And do we have a clip of Patty and Selma at their we jobs? Do. I don't. Okay, because this is where we first see Hans Molman. Hans Molman. Well, no, no. We, he first speaks. I think we see yeah. him before this. but He's a background yeah. character that famously Matt Groening hates. He saw him the first time and was like... Is that some sort of mole man? And I think they just kept including him because he looks that bad. Yeah. He's he the only person in the Simpsons universe that is that color. Yeah. And it would it would imply it's due to deterioration. And then they just kept using him because he just is wow. so distracting. Or they'll do a horrible thing to him. He'll he's exploded multiple times. I think they reuse him just to make Macaraning mad. You and know, honestly, kissing the peanut like the kid. It's like his Nipita, one of the yeah. best lines ever. I have my I have the my. My brain. It's so so depressing and sets up Patty and Selma as a very weird relationship. I love the flashback to they're going to a wedding of one of their employees that's 
Uh, if I'd only sat next to this person, yeah. I'd be getting married right now. Uh, but Them working in the DMV well, is a perfect job for them, yeah. too. And, oh, yes. That they do the worst thing imaginable in addition to being obnoxious people. Yeah, I mean, they're the most boring, sour people ever in the <laughs> yes. most boring, sour place you and, could possibly exist. Yeah, their apartment sucks. Yeah, I <laughs> love those choices. It's just like the blandest apartment. Yeah. They're like It's like Soviet-style housing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But they have that really, really hideous lamp that they must have brought back from Egypt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their yeah. one trip, apparently. Yeah. Well, they, they take miserable trips with one another well, that they yeah, hate. Oh no, wait, we've seen a couple miserable. We see yeah. them at Len- Lennon's tomb too. So <laughs> yeah, they being well, miserable. I guess it's implied that it's because they're always single, they just have all this money and they take trips That's together. True, they got money yeah. and time. And this, I love this. This is my early on line of the show. That's the joke. Randy, you're a fine girl. <laughs> what a good wife you would be. But my life, my love, and my lady. Is the sea. <laughs> Poor Brandy. And Selma. <laughs> do you think you'll ever get married? Oh, I don't know. Why? You know somebody? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. No, coming right after that was my favorite line. So, uh-huh. like, I can say you're going to be one of these statistically insignificant women yeah, over 40 that's... who ever find their parents. <laughs> I just love Lisa uh-huh. saying no to that. Like, no, I'm not even going to so, no. As All right, I'm the only single person at this table. And honestly, this episode got a little too real for me. I was like, oh, mm. God, I, I am, I'm reaching my 40s. Like, uh, well, I'm seven years away from my 40s. But I'm reaching Selma's age and just, oh, I feel lonely. This is a bummer. You're a and, man. You don't need a yeah. companion. That's uh, what an uh, iPad is for. I just, <laughs> sure. I just felt bad because it's... The last time I can't really remember any other episodes where we see that Patty and Selma's relationship is very codependent. Yes, very. It is. Yeah, like this episode, I didn't think it was it ended as sweet as I thought it originally did. This time, no. I feel like Patty is kind of a destructive force in Selma's life. Yes, and vice versa. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Finally, Marge gives Homer decree. Uh, Do you remember our last family vacation when you made us go to the Bowlers Hall of Fame in St. Louis, Missouri, so you could see that car shaped like a giant bowling pin? Remember. Who could forget? (laughs) Then you'll also remember that you owe me a favor to be called up whenever and for whatever reason I desire. But that was just an idle promise. Not to me. (laughs) I want you to find a husband for my sister Selma. Find a husband? Wait, which one's Selma again? She's the one who likes Police Academy movies and Hummel figurines and walking through the park on clear autumn days. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought she was the one who didn't like to be, you know, touched. Mm, It's Patty who chose a life of celibacy. Selma simply had celibacy thrust upon her. But Marge... Homer, you will find her a man. All right. And not just any man. Okay, You should be honest. You will find her a man. All right. And not just any man. Okay. You should be honest and and caring and well off and handsome. Hey, why should she have a better husband than you do? (laughs) (laughs) I do want to, spoilers, in 15 years, it's revealed that Patty is gay. Is gay. So, yeah, I watched multiple... That was the first episode aired after the movie, if I recall. There's things on different levels on this, too. If you view this as, like, Patty is actually a lesbian and not Mm -hmm. celibate, also, Skinner's mother is not in this episode. No, no. Skinner's definitely a dweeb, but he's not. Um, but also, right, Norman. Do you think that was Norman Bates? Bates. <laughs> that yeah. was the Simpsons' way of saying Patty was gay all the way back then. I don't think that's that's what they were telegraphing. I think they only because just... in the previous episode, Smithers 
doesn't get to be as gay as he'd eventually become either. Right. I don't think they would figure that out until later. Mm. It was just like, oh, I think it was kind of like, oh, this character is a masculine woman, so ergo, she is probably a lesbian, which is something I don't necessarily agree with. Who do you hear about nowadays that is willfully celibate? Mm. It just seemed like code for back in the day that was somebody who's gay. Actually, more people identifying as asexual. I I don't hear about it on television. No, probably not. But I think the, well, there's a bunch of stuff I want to mention there. First off, that is my line of the show, the celibate thrust upon me too me. yeah <laughs> uh but also my, i definitely had gone on trips where it was just one parent's dream to go on that trip and everybody else suffers <laughs> through oh, it boy. and i also think that's the first time they've had a marge say remember, remember that, that time, time and then homer, homer grabs a picture at a picture that's always on the nightstand there's <laughs> at least four of those <laughs> i do think it's a great achievement david stern gets you to sympathize with these characters who were just there in the past to be just sour and awful <laughs> not only are they sympathetic they're also like distinguishable from each other like patty is different than selma which is something we yeah. never really saw before yeah. you know mm. and, uh, i love skinner finally getting a chance to shine oh yeah i think mm-hmm. when harry Shearer had threatened to quit the show i'm like none of your characters matter to me except for skinner skinner's like, one of my favorites there's nothing yeah. funnier to me than a boring character yes because those are the hardest <laughs> jokes to write yes oh, also the there was one other thing that wanted, right before that is when homer's on the phone with barney telling about how awesome that food was mm-hmm. which in today's day and age homer was just taking like 80 instagrams of his, uh, yeah. his meal but so when he's talking with barney on the phone Ooh, guess- patty is snoring on this chair next to him mm-hmm. and then he says what? No, that's just my sister. Is that a fart joke? Does does Barney think that the noises of the snoring is Homer's farting after I don't barbecue? Know. I guess you could read it that way, maybe. Well, what or, is Barney saying? There's like what bar- what noise does Barney think that is that is that is actually Patty? Maybe it's his stomach noises because later he's sleeping and his stomach is like making yeah, crazy noises. Okay. In yeah. terms of, I love how much this show is dated. I mean, this is the reality I grew up in, but none of this exists anymore. Here's Bart eventually gets in trouble with Skinner. Homer is at the same time off trying to find uh, Selma, a man. Yeah, this uh, brings Homer into this story. It, bring, it brings the, yeah. Homer into. It, well, it, into Seymour Skinner's office, but I, I, I love this clip, but it also emphasizes a time that I grew up in. Bart, I'm flabbergasted. Surely you knew as you were writing your own name in 40-foot <laughs> high letters on the field that you would be caught. Maybe it was one of the other Barts, sir. There are no other Barts! Uh-oh. <laughs> the sheer contempt demonstrated by this incident makes me wish I could pull the trusty Board of Education out of retirement. So uh, uh-huh. I think I've, ex- I've explained this on many a podcast, but it is a weird transition I'm proud to have grown up in. I was spanked when I was a little kid, and then I remember that didn't happen anymore because it became unpopular. I remember when I started kindergarten, uh, every kid got spanked with the Board of Education. Oh, wow. And then okay. I remember in first grade, you had to take the kid in the bathroom away from the other uh, children. That's what happened and, to me the one time I was spanked at school. Yes. Yeah. And then, wow. and then second, in second grade, there was one, one person authorized to do the paddling. And then, and then the third year, only the principal could he was do the paddling by the governor. And then the fourth year, my in fourth grade, uh, you had to have permission for the principal to hit you with a paddle. And by the fifth year, there was no more spanking ever involved in school. Oh. But the paddle stuck around, at, like in the principal's office, like and he Kids pointed at to, it. Yeah, it can still work as a threat to children. Yes. I suppose yeah. if you want. Well, was it more like a paddle? I mean, because that looked like a cricket bat. It, it was absolutely was a cricket a paddle with holes bat. drilled in it, so it would go faster. Oh. This is what we were all. I almost it's got a, hit with it once. A cried until I got out of it. Oh yeah, my, my friends had a formal spanking ceremony that I I was witness to once yeah. where you, you hang the paddle where it can be seen mm-hmm. they had to sign their names on it and oh, it was God. one of those cricket things so it's like when it's time for you to get beaten, you bring the paddle to me So mm-hmm. and now they're all burnout hippies because they were beaten <laughs> as children so uh, that's what happens when you beat your kids so don't do that 
What is up, Talking Simpsons fans? Chris here. Briefly jumping in to tell you this show is brought to you by Geek Fuel. And if you go to geekfuel.com slash lasertime right now, you can get a free Star Wars item worth $20 just for signing up for a mystery box. So what's in the mystery box, you ask? Uh, six to eight items, an exclusive t-shirt, and a $50 value of Kit and Caboodle featuring famous stuff from Marvel, DC, Nintendo, Zelda, Game of Thrones, Pop Figs, pint glasses, posters, you never know quite what it's going to be, but it's like a delicious geeky gift that shows up at your door whenever you feel like it. And oh, guess what? They've had Simpsons stuff involved in the box in the past. So go to geekfuel.com slash laser time right now, sign up for one of their boxes, get it as a gift for a geek in your life, and get a free $20 Star Wars item right now. Before that, before that scene, like Homer is getting in his Terminator vision. Yeah, and there's a bunch of great little jokes there. Also, that Apu does Apu end up with Selma at some point is a joke. I feel like that, I think that's one of the many like Terwilliger and Nahasbima yeah, Pedalon. Yeah, I'm Terwilliger Bouvier Nahasbima Pedalon Bouvier. But <laughs> oh no, wait, she refuses to marry him to let him stay in the country. Oh that's, yeah. That's oh, but at, at the school is my first exposure to the movie Vertigo. <laughs> Without realizing, me too. Me too. Yeah. Diana, what's your expert opinion on this? The, the most random thing. <laughs> so out of nowhere. The, the, the whole thing is, the, the, you know, he needs to go up on the roof and see what Bart has done to the... Yes. Thing. He could just be on the roof. But yeah. for this one episode... For to make a Vertigo reference. Just for the Multiple Vertigo, Vertigo references. They, they have him, yeah, run up a bell tower... Look down and get the the Vertigo zoom cam. Yeah, <laughs> and the bell tower is there the whole time. And we were talking about it beforehand. Like the bell tower is on Sw- Springfield Elementary the whole episode. Yeah, for yeah. some weird reason. Well, and, watched... and we brought it up. Just it's the bell tower is fake in, in Vertigo. In Vertigo as well. <laughs> yeah, I watched multiple Hitchcock films mm-hmm. because Simpsons yes. referenced them so much. Vertigo, Rear Window, The Birds, mm-hmm. North by Northwest, yeah. like I Psycho. This Rear I Window, and yeah, and and also the episode right before this has a very gratuitous and needless North by Northwest shot of Homer oh, right. almost being run over and falling down just as the star. Cary Grant, Cary Grant, yeah, Cary yeah. Grant. <laughs> but I, but I, also a needless Gone with the Wind reference. That's even later. more that's, yeah. needless. But, it's, but it doesn't it doesn't relate to anything at all. I it's think just, it fits better than the Vertigo one because. There's at least some narrative justification, not just like, oh, I don't have Vertigo, but here's a shot from it. But you it know? felt like the, this was a, the middle of season two is when the directors and the and the writers realized we could just like outright parody anything. Yeah, yeah. We could just they'll just draw it. I, I think, think of that itchy and scratchy and Marge and Mary going, <laughs> I'm so funny. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I used to think of these the glory days of their subtle references, but there's no subtlety to this at all. Yeah, it's like where did and, this even come from? Is it just they're thinking he runs upstairs? Hey, it's like Vertigo. Do they want us to think he's going to murder Patty? That's what I. That's what I. <laughs> Well, Vertigo is about like a, like a doppelganger. Yes. So wow, it it's all coming yes. together now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Spoiler for Vertigo. Yeah. I guess. So I never. My parents had to explain to me what a homosexual was oh, or dude. why Homer sexual <laughs> was a pun on something. Never got at the time. I think that might be my. Hello, line is Homer there? Homer who? Or line the show. Homer sexual. Well, wait one second. Let me check. Uh, homosexual. Uh, come on, come on. One of you guys has got to be homosexual. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> uh, no. You, rotten little punk. If I ever get a hold of you, I'll sink my teeth into your cheek and rip your face you off. You do what, young man? <laughs> what? I like how Mo calls him Principal Skinner. He's, he's afraid of Skinner. I think he's older than Skinner. Yeah. What? Wait, who, who is this? I think the real question is who is this and where is Homer Simpson? 
Whoa, whoa, sorry, Principal Skinner. Sorry. It, it's a bad connection, I think. Thanks yes, for you. See. I think Bart's in trouble again. Don't! Mm. <laughs> he still doesn't realize it's Bart. He does, yeah. he does recognize... But why does Mo recognize Principal Skinner? That's a good question. I, I, see, yeah. Well, there's a later joke in there, the show that okay. implies he taught these people, yeah. but... I think this is what obviously they're not thinking of Mo as one of the original little rascals. No, no, no. Which <laughs> he does he does look older than Skinner even yes. even now. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. do like in this episode Skinner is not as ineffectual as he would become and mm-hmm. that and because of that uh, Harry Shearer has to try like there are no other Barts. I love that line yes. cuz it's just him screaming and there like are. god I love when Harry Shearer tries it doesn't yes. happen anymore. It's back before uh Super Nintendo Chalmers would be the real heavy of, <laughs> yeah. of teaching. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but the, the Homer Homer's bluntness about trying to see if he was gay Yes, pretty funny. Well, yeah, I never picked up on that, and that's why I hope the album art for this is possible homo- homosexual. homosexual yeah. It's a yeah. great callback, but again, overly elongated Terminator reference throughout that episode. Is it Terminator or Robocop? Ah, uh, shit. Yes, it's I, really I think both. It'd be either. Terminator, yeah. well, it would have been red. This all is pre Terminator 2, so I don't yes. remember what Terminator 1 no, looked like. It was in Terminator yeah, it was 1. It well. was Terminator 1 for God, sure. it's lengthy. But, but yeah, yeah. It was, it's red vision instead of green yeah. vision. I don't know. I guess it's just in general first person view, they only had really Terminator. Terminator and Robocop to go on at that point. So what happens? Uh, Homer tries to introduce Principal Skinner to absolve Bart of any uh, punishment, I guess, to to try and introduce Skinner to sell... To Selma. Why did I burp during that? Well, I didn't. We didn't mention um, before Bart kills part of the lawn mm-hmm. with the chemical. Oh, hold on. I'm going to get there. He gets with Martin. He gets from Martin. They're yes. in class together. Martin's voice is pretty much Milhouse's voice. Oh, yeah, is it? it's not yeah, Rusty yeah, Taylor. Oh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, but this is uh, Homer trying to introduce Selma to Skinner. No, Simpson. I I had a discomforting thought on the way over here. <laughs> this this dinner wouldn't be a master plan of yours to set me up with some unmarried relation, would it? Because I can assure you that I... I... Oh, oh be still, my foolish heart. <laughs> Here we go. Boy meets beast. <laughs> <clears throat> Principal Skinner, allow me to introduce you to my wife's lovely and available sister, Selma. Hey, Tubbs, I'm Patty. What? Pat T. Oh, wrong one. Hey, tubs on Patty. Hey, tubs. So yeah, they do give Patty and Selma. They give Selma S-shaped earrings in this episode, so the viewer yeah. can tell more than oh, just wow. based on hair, right. hairstyles. So are we to assume that if Selma had had the spine to go out there yes. and not got nervous, that he would have fallen yes. in love with I her? I think so. That's because, yeah. yeah, unless uh, he doesn't what... like her parted puffy hair. Yeah, he she doesn't like the, the hair like the Grand Tetons. <laughs> yes, but yeah, that, so it and, just happened to her again. Again, she she again, didn't have the she guts. She had the chance, yeah. and then Patty ruined it. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes all you got to do is take that shot, people. Well, she, listen up. No, I partially blame Selma. Like she chose not to. Like, no, I'm too nervous. I can't. Totally. Like, but she didn't take the shot, man. You. She yeah. didn't put herself exactly. out there. Yeah, put and out then there. it's. I feel so bad for her. That, well, Campbell bit Selma. Oh, I hear that's awful. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. And again, with more narrative justification. Like they go see a movie, but it's because the parent advisory board asks Skinner to watch this movie. They're not just going to this Space movie for fun. Down under, yeah. Boy, and and their relationship is just like Skinner and Enna's would be later. They they get yeah. along because they hate the same things. Like yeah. that's that's who Patty is, and Skinner is learning to hate just like uh, Patty does. And whatever candy is her favorite is disgusting. Cherry cordials. Every time those I hear are just, cherry yeah. cordial, I think of that. I don't. I've never heard it before. Well, what in, is it? If you get an assorted box of chocolates, you'll usually find one in there. It's basically a chocolate covered cherry or really a maraschino cherry mm-hmm. with like a bunch of sugary cherry flavored syrup over it yeah that's what it is and a whole box of those like ugh, i can't uh. imagine getting a whole box now here's the clip of that bart 
You wouldn't happen to know what sort of candy your Aunt Patty likes, would you? Cherry cordial, sir. No. Very good. Uh, <clears throat> now then, regarding your punishment, do you do you feel that you've learned your lesson? Here's another Have first. I Just the thought of doing anything bad again just makes my stomach turn. Well then, <laughs> you're free to go. Well, Willie, you can take it from here. Adios, dude. You'll be back. You haven't seen the last of Willie. Yeah, yeah that's so weird. There he they, is. He's given a name before he's shown that they. I, don't, I just didn't remember the introduction. The introduction of groundskeeper Willie was very specific. Can I tell the story of Please. how he was created? Ooh, yeah. He was just a nondescript uh, groundskeeper character, and Dan Castellaneta is in the booth saying, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> so he tries out a few accents. He did a Spanish accent. They're like, "That's too stereotypical." Then he does like a dumb Swede, and they're like, "Nah." And then he lands on Scottish. Like that's a funny idea because the idea of a Scottish groundskeeper <laughs> is the joke. Yeah. Like he's not like a Mexican guy like you would expect or you know any other stereotype like that of the culture that created the golf course exactly course. he should know what he's and doing then the, but he's just supposed to be a one-off character they also say on the commentary when he says you haven't seen the last of Willie they the creator or the writers are saying Yes, we have. We're never putting him back in the show. <laughs> he says it again later in the episode. And now he has entire episodes about him yes. in the yeah, show. Yeah, where they go to Loch Ness and he talks about his time in North Kilt Town and, and that he has the perfectly chiseled body underneath oh, yeah. those overalls. Just like Flanders. <laughs> yeah, just like Flanders. <laughs> He's got a real his body by hanged. Ned. And his father was hanged for stealing a pig. I want to yeah. burn this clip just because uh, they go out to eat at the Revol- Springfield's Revolving Restaurant. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> which is, I forget I've been to one of those. It's ridiculous. Um, but did you see cool stuff out the window like they did? That's there's a ton in, in these episodes. There are a ton of background jokes. And, yeah, and you'll he, you can hear it in this clip. Like there, it's a riot at the Springfield Penitentiary, which for some reason is 18 stories tall in the center <laughs> of town, right next to the rotating restaurant. From that, yeah, uh, I will say in Youngstown, Ohio, the most visible landmark is the prison. Oh God! So really? there you go. Hey, come on, get some service over here. And that's for water three times now. Is everything all right? Well, 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 if it isn't a little Jimmy Pearson. Glass of 71, I believe. Uh, good evening, Principal Skinner. Pearson, get this woman a glass of water immediately and tuck in your shirt. Yes, sir. <laughs> Nearly 30 and still working as a busboy. Tell you, standardized testing never lies. Love that line. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Wait a minute. What? Class of 71? He'd have been in Vietnam in 71. You think so? In the late 60s? thought the war formally ended in like 60... No, it was like 74. 74. 74. Oh, never mind. I was wrong about that. He was in it... All right. Diana was alive back then, so she... I was in Nam, man. They they don't give a set time of when he's in Vietnam, but he's barely returned from Vietnam. He has... has, Principal Skinner's been working uh, with the government for longer than my retired father. Yeah. at (laughs) At this point. So then they set up also the Australian when they get to the Space Mutants, I thought Space Mutants typifies pre, like early Simpsons for me. But they're already up to the Australian one. I thought, how many? I don't think there's many more appearances by the we've, Space no, Mutants. We've seen so. it once in the Telltale Head. That's yeah, the movie that they sneak into. Yeah. <laughs> and this is and part now five. they're up to the Australian variation. Like Down Under. Is there another? I can't remember if there's another uh, Space Mutants after And they make one. fun of the Australian craze, but I think we were smack at dab upon it. We and were. With, uh, five years later. The, the Rescuers just went Down Under. So mm-hmm. did 
Quigley. And then, and then after their date, too, when Skinner makes an advance on her and she rejects him, she's basically Miss Piggy in that scene. Yeah, she <laughs> judo chops him across yeah. the room. Yeah. And uh, notice Although, in that scene little oh. feet when you're watching. Skinner oh. has very little feet. Mm. I will say, I don't know if this, this cannot be intentional, mm. but when the, something scary happens in the movie and she holds on to him and he says, Hello, Dolly. <laughs> they like established that. that last season is his favorite movie. Oh, oh wow. really? Last Which episode? Season. I don't know, but they huh. opened the, the the episode with him showing it to the kids they in the auditorium did. and they hate oh, it. Oh, you mean the, it's the awful. you mean the la- like the twenty seventh season? Yeah. He shows oh, wow. literally Yeah, I watched that episode. It's it's the most live action footage you've ever seen in The Simpsons, and it's ah. Skinner showing Hello Dolly to a Springfield. Wow. That's a weird character no detail idea. they held Holy on to. Holy shit, yeah. Diana. I'm glad you were here to remind me of that. <laughs> or to bring it up in general. But Homer tries to write it by setting up uh, setting up Selma with somebody else. Oh, right. Homer, lighten up. You're making happy hour bitterly ironic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mo. I gotta find a date for my big, fat, snotty sister-in-law, Selma. Hey, I'm intrigued. What does Selma look like? I like my wife's ugly sister. Wheeler in, Homer. I'm not a picky man. <laughs> Wheeler in. <laughs> I love Barney in these uh, episodes because he's not just a punchline, not just, like, one line that, like, accents another joke. He's, like... Playing into these into these stories yeah. as like this degenerate drunk, and he's great. And the, his next scene, his next scene, like I, everybody made me laugh in this sequence when Selma's getting dolled up. Barney comes. Mm. We have the first appearance of G. Your lip looks hairless. G. Your lips look hairless. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it looking like the Yosemite Sam. My my favorite line it was in the scene. It was uh, Homer saying, "Take it to the hoop, Selma." When Barney <laughs> says, "The right piece of cheese to catch the mouse." It's time to give away my love like so much cheap wine. Take it to the hoop, Selma. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hey, look what I brought. Hey, schnapps? <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> Barney is followed by a fly. That flies too much. It is. It was like... We know he's a filthy drunk who... Who zipped up his his uh, shirt through his? Uh, his, his it was like but he's wearing a tie. Yeah, with I, the with the small end way longer than the big end. I did get like a subtle <laughs> reference to mystery date when you open the door and it's like the dud or whatever. I feel like Barney was the ultimate dud. Uh, but then and just Selma, I did. It felt like a certain level of empathy for Selma you rarely see on the show where. She is realizing, like, yeah, I guess I am. This is me choosing to settle. Like, yeah. I guess I'll just settle for this awful, awful mistake. It's a choice all women must face. <laughs> we are, disgu- we are disgusting. Earlier, yeah. I mean, she shows a lot of self-awareness because she's like, I'm fat. I'm getting fatter. I'm getting older. I need to find a man. She, she, she realizes, like, like this is who I am, and I, I hate it. But Barney is the absolute bot. Like, she's like, you if you go to Barney, like, there's probably five other guys at that bar she should have gotten with before Barney. Like, <laughs> this Herman, is, if, the guy I guess... If Lenny and Carl were bigger parts in the show at this point, they he they were deemed too up. attractive. Yeah. yeah. And, oh yeah, Carl was too attractive was for too Selma. Attractive. And now <laughs> we know. Because <laughs> I never had no idea what the barometer was for Simpsons attractive. Yeah, really. So, did you notice the uh, the callback to the "I am still a wiener" in the background too? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh. Callbacks. Oh. El Barto. Because Bart during this whole thing, Bart gets to run rift shot over Springfield Elementary. Uh, owner and proprietor, by the way. On the, he works for the me sign. now. <laughs> yeah. the, I thought it was a mistake on Seymour's part to tell Bart that he was planning to marry uh, Patty. He tells Bart. Like, you, tell you would never tell a 10-year-old I, that I you're going to uh, propose. He's just so lovesick he wants to tell everybody about it. Like, it has no other like He says, I wish I could make a PA announcement about how much I'm in love with Selma. He's like so excited <laughs> about being in love because he's so lonely. And Bart knows it's a mistake. He's like, your funeral. 
Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. Like, and then Selma's like, I'm so depressed. What did you learn at school today, Bart? And Bart tells uh, Selma, and like her reaction is just the ash falling from her cigarette. That was a great reaction, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This culminates with another ver- another Vertigo reference in the tower. They're going up to the bell tower, <laughs> which <laughs> means, is she going to fall, jump, be pushed? I never thought is of it. Is it murder? I only, I only uh-huh. thought about that thinking about it now but like is that what they want like were they that's sort of what I love about Old Simpsons because the, these these movies were staples for everybody they assumed everybody would get these references where I don't think I don't think no. 80% of the population would get a Vertigo or Gone no. with the Wind reference yeah. my parents uh, had to tell me all of them yeah, yeah me too oh, I'd, see, I'd seen these movies at that point but I had um, not seen Vertigo as a 10 year old you'd seen uh, Vertigo no well Gone with the Wind's my mom's favorite movie oh, yeah. so I've seen mm-hmm. that a bunch but uh, I'd probably seen it my dad watches that stuff all the time uh, okay. but uh, yeah I pro- I'm almost positive I saw Vertigo by the time I was 10. But I, I do wonder, did the writers want you because, to think... Well, also, I'm a nerd. Did, you, did the writers want you to think there'd be a Vertigo-type plot when they got to the top of the tower? I don't think so. I, I think, think so. they just want an audience to go, oh, that's cute. You know, mm-hmm. like, that was basically what you're supposed to get it's out like, of well, it. Well, they built that tower for that episode. They might as well use it. Yeah. Well, so what it sounds like is that both uh, at some for certain points, Julie Julie Kavner and uh, Harry Shearer are recorded in a different room. Like, the room tone it's here at the top of this. The, yeah. It sounds like... Because they're on the top of a tower, but it sounds like a room. <gasps> Marry me, Patty! Jeez, I'm crow, look at the size of that rock. <laughs> it's the second most precious jewel in this bell tower. Patty, the question before you is, will you marry me? Seymour, mm, hmm. I don't know. I mean, this is so... Oh, uh, just say whatever's in your heart. <sighs> okay. You see, it's not that I don't love you. You love me! Go, <laughs> go, <laughs> wow. I love that. Yes, yes, but... But? But? But I'm a twin. And as such, I have a special... Special tie to your sister. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the only man I could marry would have to understand... That you, you couldn't leave your sister for any man. Oh. Yes. So I know you appreciate why you can never... See you again? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's uh, kind of a catch-22. Ouch. Yeah. I, I don't get it. major codependency. Yeah, I don't get Patty yeah. is keeping men away from Selma. Selma is Patty's excuse for not, I don't know, coming yeah. out or dealing with anything. So, okay, I'm reading it I that way now. I two sets of twins, one fraternal, one identical, and they both live on different different sides of the country. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but she Why seems, wouldn't you? She seems, to be in, she seems to be into Seymour here. I don't think the writers were writing her as a lesbian then. Now you can read into it that like she's uh, she's really saying no because... I'm not into dudes, and you're the the dude I've liked the most to this point. But I still wouldn't have sex with you. Like, yeah, well, you could even say let's let's pretend that she's totally straight and totally into dudes. Even then, it's sort of like, well, Selma's never going to get married, so I can't let her be lonely. Yeah. Aww. So, like I said, it's codependent and really sad. It's funny the episode even points that out. Like when Selma and Patty reunite, and like Selma's like, "You gave up your one chance of love just so I could be happy." She's like, "Yeah, you know, like they, they definitely <laughs> oh, like point nice. that out." Yeah. That's nice. I also love the so right after that when they when we visit Barney on the date he says then after the service well next few years are a blur I'd like to see Barney in the army that seems like an episode that we need to watch I guess I could see Barney well we have seen uh, Barney in the naval reserve oh right yeah but um, uh, I love referencing I know that every plot you could suggest has been an episode at this point but. (laughs) That I guess Barney flunked out of high school, or he finished high school, but then didn't go to college, and I guess just joined the army. And I would guess he went 4F as an alcoholic. <laughs> that's yeah. what I would think the eventual finale to is. Sweet. I'm glad to know I can totally get out of the army. If I'm I want thinking to. that's a dishonorable discharge. Yeah, yeah, something happened. That's it. Yeah, that's probably it. But then, or he just went AWOL on a bender. Or, I, don't know. I felt like they're so the va- 
very ending where, which is the final line is Groundskeeper Willie's, mm-hmm. but that it's just Bart quietly planting the seeds again. I felt like there's another to be reference music or something there because it's not it's not just it's like a crop. It's not. <laughs> It's not replanting yeah. his his the letters of his name. Well, I think it's after he did his name, and then after they did the you know, mm. will you marry me? The whole thing is just trash. I thought yeah. it was another so gun with the wind. Make reference. him do everything. No, I couldn't be sure. Couldn't I be don't sure. Think it was I don't another think it gone was either. The the, reference. I think, so, yeah, yeah, Skinner just made the punishment even worse because Mary just to get me back Patty was so big they just had to destroy everything. Yeah, like, nope, yeah. got to start from scratch here. So, have we explained the Gone with the Wind reference in oh, case no, anyone doesn't know? I don't know how it applies to anything yeah. happening in the show. Really, Skinner no. breaks down and uh, then he notices Bart Simpson has put uh, you know under Springfield Elementary Bart Simpson owner and proprietor, and then he gets his like resolve back and says, "After all, tomorrow is another school day." Yeah, yeah. But it resembles good. the same shot in Gone with the Wind where. Her, her father recommends buying land. Yeah. Or it's like, I mean, <laughs> so, it's, it's, well, I it's a combination of like two shots of Gone with One with the red sky mm-hmm. and then silhouetted, tomorrow's another, you know, I will never be hungry again. Yeah. And also that sort of bendy tree mm-hmm. is used a bunch of times of shots over the land with that bendy tree and big horizon. Even if it's frivolous though, it's a beautiful shot it in is, this episode. Yeah. Like I thought it was like pretty amazing looking even 25 years later. Yeah, yeah, but they were so putting it to work at least, but it is very... It's very random, especially when they already have the Vertigo stuff. Like yeah. it's just like it's a hat on a hat. And yeah. Terminator. Yeah. And who, Terminator. who else was doing this? Just working yeah. references in Nobody seamlessly. Was, yeah. Pretty much. No. So they could have creative license. Mm-hmm. Not Fine. anymore. So yeah, that was Talking Simpsons. That was Principal Charming. I love it, and I hope you guys like this episode. I am Bob Mackey, your host. Find me at uh, Bob Servo on Twitter. I also host the classic gaming podcast Retronaut, so listen to that if you like video games, and you should. Mm-hmm. Who else is here? Chris Antista of Laser Time. There's a whole bunch of shows in the Laser Time Network. You might have heard of us. I, I, I just feel like this was one of the, the episodes that was taken out of syndication rotation for some reason. Really? I saw it a lot I, It feels like, huh. compared to the ones before and after this, I've seen this one a lot less oh, for wow. some reason. Okay. Uh, and I'm Henry Gilbert, and I host Cape Crisis every week, the comic book podcast on the Laser Time Network. I also wanted to mention, I forgot that they originally were going to have a joke about Skinner's toupee in there. That oh, he, right. He's clearly drawn to have a toupee, but Graining has always resisted because he thinks it's too obvious a joke. Though, in Simpsons Comics number two, he has his toupee ripped off. And oh, so, snap. at least in that comic, which is vaguely canonical, he does. <laughs> Skinner wears a toupee. It's canon. Uh, I'm Diana Goodman. My husband hosts Video Game Apocalypse here on the Laser Time Network. I'm uh, also on Twitter at listenanerd.com. I always say.com. At listenanerd. <laughs> period. And, and, and the show you like I'm to do? I'm bad at Twitter. And I'm also now on 302010, <sighs> where we talk about old timey stuff. Cool. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Night, when the bars close down, Brandy walks through a silent town and loves a man who's not around. She still can't hear him say. She hears him say, Brandy, you're a fine girl. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.